You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Take your Bible and turn to John chapter 15, the vine and the branches. The title of the message this morning is How to Have Joy and Happiness in the new year and for the rest of your life. John chapter 15. Uh, I would love to read the whole chapter, but I'll pick up with verse 12. Are you there? Give me an amen. Amen. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that Whatsoever ye shall ask of my Father in my name, he may give it you. And then verse 17. These things I command you that you what? Love one another. I'd like you to notice verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my what? Joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you for the commandments of Christ and for this commandment to love one another and to have your joy in us to its fullest. Teach us how to do that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, everyone seems to be wishing everyone else a happy new year, right? That's just what we do this time of year. You've wished people a happy new year. I've wished people a happy new year. They have wished you a happy new year. But we throw out that wish, have a happy new year, but are we really happy? Do we really have the joy of the Lord within us? Do we know what the secret to living a happy life really is all about? There's a question. Do you think God wants you to be happy? How many would say yes to that? Yeah, God definitely wants you to be happy. In John 16, 22, he says this, that he will give us a joy that no man can take from us. In 1 Peter chapter 6, or chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9, it talks about a great joy even in the face of trials. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 10, even though we're sorrowful on the inside, yet we can always be rejoicing. It is very clear from Scripture that God wants us to live a happy and joyful life. You know this verse, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee what? The desires of your heart. 
Psalm 126 and verse 2, when the Lord had turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. We couldn't believe it that we've now been set free. We've been delivered. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for us, wherefore we are glad. Do you really realize the great things that the Lord has done for you? That you're just, you're laughing about it, you're just full of joy about it, you're overflowing with gladness? In Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 13, it says this, that joy is the gift of God. So God wants to give us that gift of joy and happiness. Not as we enter into this new year, but I believe for the rest of our lives. I also, as I was studying this, you know, we find these commandments that I've just read about right there, that we'd be happy if we lived out the commandments of Christ. Do you know that we, this is amazing, I never knew this until this week. We are commanded to be joyful and happy more than any other commandment given to us by the Lord Jesus. That just really set me back. You think of all the commandments and teachings of Christ that cover almost every aspect of life. But the commandment that is repeated the most is the commandment that we be a joyful and a happy people. Now, isn't happiness the pursuit of like everybody? Everybody is pursuing in one way or another happiness. Think about Solomon and what he said. At least he was honest when he said this. I searched for happiness in all the wrong places and found it vanity, vanity. All is what? All is vanity. I couldn't find it. He said this in Proverbs 14 and verse 13. Even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful. That describes the world, doesn't it? Even in their laughter, their heart on the inside, they are sorrowful. And the end of mirth, the end of all their pleasure is heaviness. You know what that tells me? The world has no idea on how to find true happiness and joy in life. Many people think the, their New Year's resolution. Did anyone make a New Year's resolution? Well, a few did. Sometimes we think that those new... New Year's resolutions will produce happiness until we find out we can't keep them. Still others look forward, especially this year, to putting 2020 behind us. Amen to that. And maybe 2021 will find more happiness than we did in 2020. Perhaps this past year for you, has been filled with failure, heartache, sickness, suffering, trial, and loss. And you're hoping that this next year will be a whole lot better. I think everyone has a hope that this year will be better than last year. Right? Would you agree with me? Kind of have that hope. Hopefully we can put COVID-19 behind us. Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Let's get that all behind us and let's get everyone back in church and let's try to return back to normal again, if that's even possible. People are always hoping that the new year will bring them better fortune than the year before. 
And I'm not saying that any of those things are bad. I think God has put the desire for happiness and joy in the heart of man. I believe he has done that. Think of our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be, it's self-evident. It's self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, rights that cannot be taken away from us, that among these unalienable rights, say it with me, are life, liberty, and the pursuit of what? That's self-evident. Life, liberty, when our liberties are taken away, so is our happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But it doesn't end there. Listen, up here. It doesn't end there. It says that to secure these rights, the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's us. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to those that, when any form of government infringes upon our right to life, liberty. Isn't it amazing how we're just giving up our liberties today? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. See, our founders knew that it was a God-given right for us to have the freedom to pursue happiness. But the question I have for you is, are you pursuing it in the right place? The Word of God, I believe, with all my heart, contains the secret on how to discover true joy and true happiness in life. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through verse 18 says, Happy is the man that findeth what? Wisdom. Happiness will never be found apart from this book and apart from the one who gave it to us. The Bible says God has confounded the wisdom of the wise, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. So the world's pursuit of happiness is foolishness. But happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the, for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the, the, uh, and the gain thereof of fine gold. She is more precious than rub Wisdom is more precious than silver, fine gold, more precious than rubies. And all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared with her. Length of days is her at her right hand and on her left hand. Riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And her paths are paths of peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And then it says this, and happy Happy is everyone that retaineth her. If you will follow the wisdom of this book that God gave us on how to pursue happiness, the Bible says 
you will be happy if you retain it. Retain this. The Bible has so much to say about joy and about happiness and how to find it. Remember the words of Jesus that we just read. These things have I spoken unto you that your joy might remain. And happy is everyone that retaineth her, that your joy might remain in you and that your joy might be what? Full. The idea is just fullness of joy just running over in our lives. As I was studying and preparing for this message and just looking up all the references to happiness and joy in the scriptures, the Bible talks about great joy, exceeding joy, abundance of joy, fullness of joy. How many of you want that kind of joy in your life? Of course we do. Then why are we going around all the time complaining and grumping and murmuring and No, God wants us to experience it. We mentioned earlier the three things that the world is in pursuit of is love, joy, and peace, and they can't find it. And yet God wants to produce it in every single one of our lives. It is a gift from the Lord, Solomon said. So in just a few minutes, I want to tell you how God will produce that fruit of joy and happiness in your life. But let me say again, the world's looking in all the wrong places. Men shall be lovers of pleasure. Can I find happiness in pleasure? Solomon said, nope, he didn't find it. Men shall be lovers of money. Is more money going to bring you fullness of joy? The Bible said men should be lovers of their own selves. Feeding your own fleshly desires. Men should be lovers of this present world. Think of it, lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, lovers of themselves, lovers of this present world. Money, materialism, new things, sports, recreation, gambling, hobbies, relationships, marriage. It's kind of funny that, you know, a lot of single people think, boy, if I just get married, will, that, will I ever be happy? <laughs> I guess that's why the divorce rate is so high, huh? Well, if I just divorce her, if I just divorce him, then I'll, then I'll be happy. Friends, drinking, drugs, parties, sex, music, power, position, authority, control, influence, and on and on I could go. These are all the things and much more that the world is pursuing. This is, that is the wisdom of man. If I just had more things, if I just had a better relationship, if I could just do that or have that or go there or... And one thing I want to say right now, and I've even seen this among God's people, never thought I would. I said on the way to church today, I never thought I would live during times like this. Never thought, never, never in my wildest dreams would I ever have thought that I would live to see what I'm seeing today in our world, in our country, and in our church. But many are now turning to the dark side. They've tried all these things that I've just mentioned, and now they're turning to the dark side in order to discover happiness in life. 
Occult practices, occult activity is off the charts. From our music to our video games to our entertainment that Christian people are feeding themselves with. You understand how concerning that is to me? These video games that are so occultic and so addictive. The music, the entertainment, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, just look at Walt Disney. Just look at what they've been putting out over the past 20 plus years. It's just all occultic. And yet we have it in our homes and we let our children be entertained by it. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, it's a passage that very few ever refer to. It talks about divination, fortune telling, observer of times, sorceries, sorcerers, soothsayers, enchanters, charmers, diviners, consulter with evil spirits, witches, wizards, necromancers, those who say they can communicate with the dead. Listen to what the Bible says. For all these are an abomination unto the Lord. You know, I would really encourage you, if you have any of these things in your home, get it out in 2021. Cleanse, cleanse your home from this stuff. For all these are an abomination unto the Lord. Thou shalt not hearken unto them. God hath not suffered thee to do so. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God and hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So what does the Lord say? He says, stay away from anything that's connected to the dark side. So all those things that the world, you know, really all we have to do is just stop and observe the world and find out that what they're pursuing doesn't work very well. Why are all these things an abomination unto the Lord? You know why? Because he loves us. And he knows how deceptive and he knows how destructive these things are. That's why he tells us, stay away from them, because Satan has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. Let's kind of do the flip of the coin here, okay? So on one side, you got all the things that I've just mentioned. On the other side, you got those who say, well, I'm going to find joy and happiness in life through religion. Who are the most religious people in the New Testament? The Pharisees. Oh, weren't they a happy group of guys? I'll tell you, you, you look at the Pharisees, they were the most unhappy, bitter, sorrowful people in all the New Testament. Did they have religion? But they didn't have Christ. Did they do a lot of good works? Yes, they did. Were they giving? Yep. Were they serving? Yep. But did that produce happiness in their life? No. Why? Because it didn't come from the heart. Their heart was far from God. So there's a couple things that I want to talk about today. You know, there's a glare on that clock right now, and I cannot tell the time. Isn't that a shame? Amen. Cannot see. 
Daniel said, I'll tell you what time it is right now. He's looking. <laughs> were you looking at the time? No. What were you looking at? Oh, your phone buzzed, okay. That's usually what happens when people say it's time to get out of church. Their phones start buzzing. The first thing that you have to do to discover true joy and happiness in life is you must be born again. You must be born again. That is the first step. Receiving, embracing the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel, that is the first step to discovering true joy and true happiness in life. The prophet Isaiah said this, Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. As I look back at my salvation, I, I can honestly tell you, I can't think of a more joyful experience that I have had in my life than the day I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. Many of you have heard my testimony. I'm not going to repeat it again. I think the second happiest time in my life was when I married my wife. So joyful and happy on that day. The third was when Bethany was born. After three sons, <laughs> hallelujah. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Can I say something to you? Don't ever get over being saved. Don't ever get over being saved. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. If you're going to find the secret to life and the secret to joy and happiness, you have to commit your life to Jesus Christ. You have to be made what the Bible calls a new creature in Christ. You can't remain the old person that you used to be. you got to become a new person in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things, I say it with me, old things are passed away. They're gone. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have now become new. In Ephesians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 3, this is a... This is a truth that many of God's people haven't really reckoned with. The Bible says that we are to put off the old man. That's the person we used to be. And we're to put on the new man. Listen, that we're to put on the new man, which God has created in righteousness and true holiness. Question I have for you, when was that old man, that person we used to be, when was he put off? At the time of salvation. A lot of people believe they have a new man and an old man. But the Bible says our old man was crucified with Christ. That old person we used to be is dead. And now we've been raised to walk in newness of life. Man's condition before salvation is a condition of death. Spiritual death. Listen, before a person is saved, they are dead spiritually. Paul said this, and you hath he quickened. The word quickened means made alive. You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened, made us alive together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. And being dead in your sins... Being dead in your sins and uncircumcised 
of your flesh hath he quickened, made alive together with him, having forgiven you all of your trespasses. This past week we had Pastor Bruce's funeral. Pastor Bruce laid here in the casket, but he wasn't here. What was here? His body. What, what is death? The separation of the soul and spirit from the physical body. What is spiritual death? Spiritual death is the separation of man from God while he is still alive. The Bible said in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 6, she is dead while she liveth. How can you be dead and live at the same time? You may be alive physically, but you're dead what? You're dead spiritually. The state of man without Jesus Christ and the redemption that is in him is still in his sin and he is dead to God. That is not a happy condition to be in. That's why I'm telling you, you cannot be truly happy and joyful in life to be in that dead condition. Listen to what the Bible says about an unsaved person. How many remember when they were unsaved? Okay. A lot of unsaved people don't like to hear this. Okay. But this was our condition before we embraced the gospel. We were enemies of God, children of the devil. That's offensive to people. We are enemy of God's. We are child of the devil. We are lost in darkness, dead in sin, the servant of sin, separated from God under the curse and penalty of the law. We are carnal. We are under the judgment of God. We're guilty, unclean, in bondage, condemned, alienated from God, enslaved by the world, flesh, and the devil. We are without Christ and without God, strangers to God, appointed to wrath, blind and naked, without hope, without God in this world. We are far off. We are under the control and power of the wicked one. We are unrighteous and we are lost. That was our condition before we were saved. Again, let me say, that is not a pleasant condition to be in. That's why the world, because the world is in that condition, that's why they're looking to anything and everything to try to find joy and happiness. It's not there. Now, God has put it in their heart to discover it. And it is, it is a gift from God, but he only gives that gift to his people. The answer to man's lost condition has always been the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Always has been, always will be. You, you have he, Christ, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. You know, you know what? Man needs to be, I, I kind of jotted these things down. Man needs to be quickened, regenerated, redeemed, reconciled, forgiven, delivered, and saved. When that has happened to a person, I remember when it happened to me, there is a joy unspeakable and full of glory that comes into your heart and life. But it is our trespasses, it's our sins that have separated us from God. Isaiah 59 and verse 2 says this, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you. There's a separation there. 
So in that separation from God, there cannot be the happiness that God intended man to have. You know what a trespass is? It's an offense. We have offended a holy God. It's to turn aside or to turn out of the way. All we like sheep are what? Gone astray, but praise God, he has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Sin means to miss the mark. For all have what? All have sinned. They've missed the mark. That's why I want to say it again. I want to drill this into you. There can be no true joy. Now, sin has pleasure for a season. I got that. But there can be no true joy and happiness in life without coming to Jesus Christ and embracing him as your Lord and your personal Savior. The Bible says that Christ was delivered for our offenses. He was raised for our justification. He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So when we accept that, when we accept that truth of the gospel, we listen, the old man is gone and the new man now takes over. We become a new person in Christ. It says, which God hath created in righteousness and true holiness. You know how Jesus describes, are you still with me? This is a, this is a study on salvation this morning. You know, you know how Jesus describes salvation? He describes it as new clothes. Listen to what he says to all you seamstress. No man puts a piece of new cloth on an old garment. Or the rent is made worse. How many of you had uh, a mother who would patch your blue jeans for you? Now we cut holes in them. <laughs> but in my day, my mom would patch my blue jeans. And she'd always have an old pair of blue jeans, and she'd cut a patch out of the old pair of blue jeans, and she'd put it on the pair of blue jeans that she was patching. Why? Because if you take new material and you put it on old material, what happens when you wash your blue jeans? Listen to me. God doesn't add something new to something old. What does God do with the old? Gets rid of it. He says, I make all things new. So he likens salvation as unto new clothes. He likens it unto a new bottle. Listen to this. No man puts new wine into old wine bottles or old wine skins. So what, what would happen if you took freshly squeezed grape juice and you put it into an old wine skin? It would burst. Why would it burst? Because as that new juice begin to ferment and begin to expand, it would burst the old skins. He said, or the bottles would break. He, listen, he doesn't pour new wine into old wineskins. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. 
These words are true and faithful. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and the new things do I declare, saith the Lord. I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth, and you shall know it. Listen, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. They say, where, where, where are you getting to with this, Pastor? I'm getting to this. There's a whole lot of people that say they're saved, but they're not. And do you know this? The most difficult place to be in is a place where you're trying to be a Christian and live the Christian life, but you're really not a Christian. Talk about being miserable. My dad used to say this, the most miserable person in all the world is a Christian out of fellowship with God. And you shall know them by their... Now, who said that? Come on, church, who said that? You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? So every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Corrupt fruit. What do we do with this teaching? A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth good uh, bringeth forth uh, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Now, now then he says this. Here's the application: Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, to me, that has to be the saddest verse in the Bible. There very well could be someone here today that this message is directly for you. I have no idea who it could be, but you've been trying to live the Christian life and the energy and the power of the flesh, and the truth is you've never been made a new creature in Christ. You are not indwelt by the Spirit of God, lest you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the truth is, you never really have been born again. That's why there's not that joy and that happiness in your life. I make all things new. A new covenant. A new and living way. A new name. A new heart. A new mind. A new man. A new creature. A new garment. A new song. Is that you? I know a lot of people get a little bit upset when the preacher starts preaching like this because they say, well, you're just, you're just trying to talk me out of my salvation. I'm going to tell you, if I can talk you out of your salvation, you better get saved. No, no person could ever talk me out of my salvation. I know 100% sure I'm saved. The Bible said, he that doubteth is damned. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. If you have a question today about, that could very well be why you don't have the joy and happiness that the Bible speaks about. After a person is saved, uh, what, what happens to a person after they get saved? There's 18 things that happen to them. You want to hear them? Well, even if you don't, you're going to. Saved, forgiven, purged, 
given the gift of eternal life. Boy, I could go on that one right there. Made alive in Christ. Clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Delivered from the power of darkness. Crucified with Christ. Baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. Sealed by the Holy Spirit unto the day of redemption. Given the earnest or the promise of the Holy Spirit. Adopted into the family of God. Made joint heirs with Christ. Justified, sanctified, glorified, redeemed, reconciled, and regenerated. Those are all the things that happened to you when you got saved. In order to find true happiness in life, you got to be made new. You got to. The world tries the same old things over and over again that never produce true happiness. Isn't it true that God of this world hath blinded their minds? Their minds and their eyes blinded. They grope in darkness. It's so sad. Salvation is described as turning men from darkness to light. From the power of Satan unto God. So the first thing, I said there was two. I'm going to mention the second one just briefly. I may mention a little bit more tonight. But the first one, if you want to be truly happy in life and have the joy of the Lord, you have to be born again. You got to get saved. I mean, you, you, have, you have to settle that issue once and for all. If there's anyone, anyone here today questioning their salvation experience, I would, I would tell you as your pastor, make sure you're saved. The second thing you have to do in order to find true happiness and joy in life, you've got to be a spirit-filled Christian. Be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You have to have the filling of the Holy Spirit. But you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit, first of all, until you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit at the time of salvation. Can't be. The Bible said we're to walk in the Spirit. We're not to walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Walk, 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 walk. Christian, walk in the Spirit. But you cannot, you cannot walk in the Spirit or what the Bible says, live in the Spirit until you are born again. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the, in the spirit. If so be, that the spirit of God dwelleth within you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. It goes back to being born again. If you were born again and the spirit of God dwells within you, live a surrendered life. Walk in obedience to the Lord. The song we're going to sing, When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word... What a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all, say it with me, church, with all who will what? Trust 
and obey. Trust salvation. Trust and obey, spirit-filling. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I'd like to elaborate on that more. Maybe I'll mention a few more things tonight about spirit-filling. The question is this. Have you discovered the way of gladness? Do you have the joy of the Lord within you? If not, it very well could be you've never been born again. Or it could be that you're not walking in the filling of the Holy Spirit. Let's have every head bowed and right closed. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.